0: Oh, hi there. I didn't see you come in. It's your old pal and occasional host of this very program, Kyle Von Kubik, here to talk to you about Ephemeriso, my new limited edition tea available right now over on Kickstarter. But hey, there's an easy way to get there. Go to www.obeycube.com. That's O B E Y. KUBE for your chance to own a piece of history this is a single run small batch tea this is limited edition can't say it enough once they're gone they are gone you can get this beautiful tea for only fifteen dollars early adopters have this opportunity to get it for only fifteen bucks so go over there check out the numerous rewards they start as little as five dollars i'm talking postcards prints of course the tea an opportunity to own original artwork and hey if you want more than one tea guess what there's mix and match savings opportunities as well and you'll probably want more than one because the tea comes in two color options that's right there's a purple and a gray and backers of my previous kickstarter arcada will know i only print on the highest quality Tees. this is bella canvas quite possibly the softest t-shirt you will ever own obeycube.com check it out if you like the design kick in a few bucks if you like the design but can't kick in a few bucks that's okay share it on facebook share it on twitter your support is greatly appreciated and now your regularly scheduled program.
1: Think so bad he smells. We take turns choosing the games that they review. Even Mario's Hotel. Come, Come on, on characters, character. nobody
0: likes you. you. Let desire fuel your confidence. Are, Are you, you
1: ready, ready for Arcade Weekly?
0: Come on, We Talk Games now!
2: Win of victory! This is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly brought to you each week, free of charge. That's right. Leave your roll of quarters at home. No need to queue one up. I am Keith, the Robo Duke, and I am joined by my quite usual compatriot, Mr. Chris Nikobun. Hello. Hello and welcome. Chris, I'm usually a pretty calm guy, right? Would you yeah. say I'm pretty chill? Yeah. One of the few things in this world to really make me angry is playing a fighting game, single player, and just encountering the cheapest and cheesiest sub-bosses or final bosses or just broken, terrible characters. Yeah, it kind of sucks. It sucks a lot. I punch myself in the leg. I get so angry. Like, I don't want to normally throw controllers or anything, but, like, just thinking about some of the bosses of the past and some that were broken and some not.
3: Well, I mean, that's why they released this in the arcade. You get It's a lot harder to throw an arcade machine.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I can say I never actually uh, uh, punched a screen in the arcade. And there are very few arcade fighting games I have beaten single player. Uh, and I think the times that I have beaten ones in the arcade, it was probably set to a lower difficulty. I distinctly remember Hershey Park used to set their games at a lower difficulty.
3: Oh yeah, they, they definitely dialed them back, because I remember beating X-Men versus Street Fighter in the span of maybe an hour, whereas on default settings back in my home arcade, it was maybe an hour and 15 minutes. You'd lose a couple matches in there.
2: Yep, that was where I believe we beat that as well, and Marvel versus Capcom there. But we're not here to talk about Capcom. We're talking a duo- of fighting games though. We are talking about fighting games, so don't worry. This opening <laughs> discussion does have relevance and it's going somewhere. I hope it's going to go somewhere because as far as I'm concerned, you're not helping. These stories you're driving it away anywhere. again. You're driving Oh, it away oh, again. you mean you want to like move it along.
3: Get to the point.
2: <laughs> the point is these games are Asura Blade and Asura Buster and let's go uh to TT T. Schmutkins for some snap stats.
1: Hello, I am Titish Khmutkens, and this is, Titish's SnapChat. Both Azura Blade and Azura Buster are 2D fighting games. The game artwork is raster graphics with 8192 colors displayed on a color CRT monitor. The games could host two simultaneous players with a maximum of two players. The gameplay included a single story mode or a two player versus mode. Both cabinets were single screen, featuring stereo sound. This titties snapper snatch has been brought to you by Dr. Tung Tung's Tung Tung Sauce, now with even more. This featurette is dedicated in the memory of longtime listener Brian.
2: So, yes, these two different games, one from 1998 being Asura Blade and then Asura Buster from 2000, the penultimate and ultimate of this video game series, is brought to us by the company Fucky.
3: It's Fuki.
2: Are you sure? I'm pretty
3: sure. I mean, you probably called it that several times, dealing with uh, some of the shenanigans later in the game, which we'll get to. But, uh, yeah, it's Fuki.
2: Fuki. Fuki. And if you are not familiar with Fuki, it's because they are a Japanese-based company, and they didn't—they didn't release any games over here. These are—I dis-
3: think the first one got a world release, Asura Blade*, but oh, I don't know if that was just Europe or if it got all the way to the NA. But I know the first one got released outside Japan somewhere.
2: Okay, I will take your word for it. Though, were you able to play the game in English?
3: I think so. I'm pretty sure. It's been a little longer since between the show and me playing than it has for you, but I'm pretty sure there was at least stilted English dialogue.
2: Once again, I make the mistake of not going into the menus and options and switching it over to English because I have no idea what was going on in these games. I do admire uh, all the, the different characters and stuff like that, but there must have been some sort of deeper meaning going on here if all these different characters had all these different interactions and would say all these different things to each other before fights but for all I know it could have just be like you look tough let's punch each other in the face
3: pretty much seemed what it amounted to I uh, with blade even if it wasn't English there really wasn't that much going on there which is kind of sad because like such a diverse cast of characters without a story to bring them together it was just like, alright, got a bunch of people with swords that are kind of just fighting, I guess they're trying to get a blade or something.
2: Yeah, but I think that was most fighting games in uh, the mid to late 90s where it really was a big boom of all the all the fighting games, be- uh, which was all started by Street Fighter in the early 90s and it just by Street Fighter 2 distinctly which then carried into Mortal Kombat and into all the Neo Geo games going on at the same time, Samurai Showdown and whatnot like that. And I would say this is much more Akin to an SNK fighting game than it is uh, a Capcom fighting game.
3: Yeah, well, th- yeah, thematically, uh, making mechanics wise, if you want to put it that way, since that's usually the way we put it, you could find a lot of influence from Samurai Showdown, going back to SNK games. Some of the characters felt directly inspired by Samurai Showdown, like good old Zombie. He's basically, is it Gen or Gan? Uh, Genen. Yeah.
2: Ganann, the little green goblin guy. Yeah, Zambi is pretty much Ganan, but uh, not green and with a mask or something.
3: Yeah, well, he's wearing a green outfit that's about as green as he gets. That's close. Yeah, but he's got the big hand thing going on. And uh, several characters can drop their weapons like in Samurai Showdown and then pick them back up. Uh, that was released in 1993. So, uh, wow. We've got about a lead of, what, five years on that?
2: Yeah, five years between the two, so... With that five years' time, certainly this game should be able to iterate on what Samurai Showdown did and do even better than the games before it,
3: right? Right? Supposedly, but I would say they would have iterated on it if they hadn't come so late to the whole fighting game thing in the first place. I mean, it's 1998 by the time A Sword Blade comes out. Meanwhile... Samurai Spirits, they're on to two or three, maybe even four by that point. I forget the exact release schedule, unfortunately. But yeah, they were already building on what they had anyway. Other making mechanics, other series that also got kind of wedged into this in some ways had also moved on. Like Darkstalkers, that came out in 1994, uh, also known as Vampire, the Night Warriors, whatever you want to call it. That had been around for a bit, and that, I think they took a lot of inspiration for the Rather colorful and different sized and shaped characters. Plus, everyone gets a fireball. Everyone gets a fireball. So I think that's where that came from.
2: Everyone gets a fireball?
3: I felt like everybody got a fireball.
2: I mean, Goat's the only one I say that doesn't have a fireball.
3: Uh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, as far as I know, I didn't... I didn't spend much time with Goat, so I'm not that familiar. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, Goat, we'll... by the way, not an actual goat.
2: No, not an actual goat, which is kind of disappointing. Also,
3: also not the greatest of all time. He's all right, though.
2: Yeah, he's kind of like another game that this reminded me a bit of is Guilty Gear as well, which would come after it.
3: Yeah, which, I got a little you know, bit with, of that.
2: Yeah, with its very eclectic cast of characters, which is something this game has going for, which has a lot of different characters they they all are very distinct you don't have a situation where it's like oh it's ken and ryu they're just in different colored geese with different hair you know but they're the exact same fighting style now the guys you would think are the ken and ryu are are very different in more of a Halmaru and genjiro kind of way uh, for samurai showdown
3: yeah one last making mechanic that at least grabbed me the whole quest for Magic Sword that everybody wants, hadoopa doopa very Soul Edge, a.k.a. Soul Blade, the precursor to the Soul Calibur series on the... It was in the arcades, but I think it came to consoles in PlayStation form.
2: Uh, Dreamcast. Is, oh, yeah, PlayStation, Soul Blade, Soul Calibur was Dreamcast.
3: Yes, yeah, that where it was better on the Dreamcast than in the arcade, which was kind of awesome. But, yeah, this was the f- first Soul game... Same deal. Everyone's got a weapon, and they're searching for a magic super weapon. That was 1995. Again, you got a few years to steal that idea, too. Even though that was a 3D fighter, well, 2.5D, kind of rotate around each other. I guess guess it counts as 3D, since you do have a free range of motion. That is a very... A base storyline,
2: especially in fighting games, but also in the JRPG genre and in the anime's, you know, ultimate weapon of power, cannot let bad guys have it. We all will fight because we
3: want the thing. It's kind of hard to tell if anybody here is really that good of a guy, to be perfectly honest.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, for me, I didn't set it to English, so I don't know who's a bad guy, who's a good guy, what's going on here. You know, now that you say that, I'm looking through all the characters no one looks like a quintessential good guy, yeah, except I... for maybe like Yasho or Yasho Yasho
3: It's Yasho, Yasho. Yeah, the the EU on the end just extends the O. I'm going
2: to say it like Yasho or something like that, like a fighting game guy would. But Yasho.
3: Well, yeah. Given that he's the protagonist, he is the probably the hero protagonist. Architect. Yeah,
2: he looks like the main guy in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, the laser sword
3: guy. Star Gladiator? Was that the game he was in? Oh, yeah. He does look kind of like the guy from Star Gladiator. Yeah, he's got yeah, – okay, I could see this resemblance. Yeah, there.
2: he's got like the metal headband almost. The, the,
3: the sleeveless uh, top and whatnot. Yeah, yeah,
2: sleeveless top. But before the, the characters, which we'll talk a little bit about some of them. Uh, obviously, we we didn't have time or we're not experts to play. Everybody. But uh, as far as the game's control-wise, uh, it only is a three-button fighting game, which I really appreciate that simplicity of just having a low attack, a medium attack and a heart attack. I think that is really cool. Reminds me a lot of Neo Geo fighting games, which once again, I, I said, this really feels a lot like it's like Samurai showdown. If you took away the kick button Oh no, that had low medium, low medium on kick and attacks. And then you'd hit both attack buttons for the heavy attack and both kick buttons for the heavy kick. But I think that was revised in later Samurai showdowns where they had one, two th- and three level attacks and just a, regular kick button anyway we're not talking about
3: samurai showdown it feels like we might as well be but
2: yeah there were so many of these games back then too that doing all my research on this and seeing you know things like waku waku 7 which we've talked about previously being another one of these weird fighting games it's it's just a lot of these didn't make it here to america and you know this game might as well be called martial masters uh, as well which was another fighting game uh, from around then which you know someday we might get to but as far as the controls low medium and high attacks are all bases fireballs and uppercuts as i like to call them quarter rolls half rolls you know 360s i don't know if any characters in this game were charge type characters you know holding back for two seconds and then pressing forward or down and then up or whatever i'm not
3: i don't sure. think i encountered any of that i'm pretty sure it's all quarters and halves and all rolls. DPs.
2: Which is more of, a, once again, SNK. SNK, not a lot of games with uh, charge-type characters. That was much more of a Capcom staple with characters like Guile and Nihonda. Since we don't want to talk about every single character, who did you main in this game?
3: Uh, I spent the most time with Alice, the child necromancer, in both games, actually, uh, since she reappears and has a, skeleton, a skelly friend in Buster and uh rosemary i think was the closest i got to finishing blade to describe alice child necrometer she's essentially the bb hood of this one fights with a book because she's you know casting spells and a very projectile based and hanging back she's got skelly man friends who can climb out of the ground and grab the opponent and stuff and uh she's kind of a beast to be perfectly honest. Right, well, I'd say it's BB Hood meets, say, like, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 Servbot, because when she gets hit, she gets hit. It is not pleasant. Stay away. Bad touch. It's nasty. But she, when she gets in there, it can get pretty heinous. Uh, Rosemary, she feels, like, theme- thematically kind of like the Ivy Valentine a la Soul Edge of the series sexy witch thing going on with a floaty magic blade friend that's demonically possessed. Doesn't split into a whip. There's another guy who does that, apparently. Yeah.
2: Apparently, we'll
3: We'll get to that in a second. She's pretty good with projectiles, fireballs, because cheesing with her is the only way I was able to get particularly far, or at least further than Alice, who I think I got halfway through uh, Blade with. She can actually handle herself up close if needs be, Another inspiration I could kind of like a character mechanics or a making characters, if you want to say. Very Morgan like from uh, Darkstalkers. Rosemary? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I didn't play as her. I did play as Alice quite a bit in Asora Blade, not in Asora Buster. I actually did not give her a try in that one. I do like her very skeleton zombie based attacks, summoning them from all over the place
3: to swing swords or do uppercuts and all sorts of other crazy moves. Yeah, for, but, for, well, to jump back, since you mentioned Buster, uh, I've f- tried everybody out in that, but I finished it with Oroko Rota, the uh, green ninja fellow, who uh, I kept calling Roto-Rooter. <laughs> but, yeah, he does work and just throws a lot of shuriken, which is very annoying.
2: Yeah, I came close to finishing it with him. I came close to finishing with Roku Rota, but uh, became quite frustrated uh, with the final boss. If you even want to call it a final boss, I'd call it Clip Art Attack. Yeah. Uh, I mostly played as the character Goat, we mentioned earlier, who I was inspired to try after playing as Alice, because he's completely broken in the first game. He's way overpowered. His superpowered attacks, which, you know, in this game I mentioned, you do obviously have special attacks like fireballs and uppercuts and stuff like that. But if you hit two attack buttons at once when doing attack, you use part of your special bar. That is at the bottom of the screen, you know, traditional fighting game special bar. When it fills to the top, you can do a super duper duper ultra combo move or whatever. But that bar is also broken into pieces and those individual pieces can be used to power up your already, you know, regular uh, super attacks like your fireballs and your uppercuts and whatnot. And with Goat, when you power up his uppercutting attack, which he doesn't have in the second game, I'm guessing... For good reason it's not a regular attack in the second game it's an upper it's a super duper move in the second game and i saw a buster but in i saw a blade if you can hit with a super powered version of that it can take like half of a life bar and in this game you have two full life bars per round so you have to get rid of four life bars to beat someone And if I can jump ahead a little bit, my improvement would be, God damn, you have too much life in this game.
3: They could have condensed it into one bar, basically. Yes. It didn't need to be two bars
2: on the screen. You could have just had one and condensed it and made the attacks look less impressive. But I'm guessing that's kind of like the psychological point behind it, is seeing when an attack takes a full bar or almost a full bar. It's like, oh, shit. But I had games go to timeouts a lot. Which doesn't generally happen in fighting games. But I had a lot of rounds against the computer where I would run out of time. And I was thinking, that you have too much life in this game. Yeah. Just way too much. I think a lot of that comes down to that these games are not very well balanced. I don't think they were uh, play-tested all that much.
3: Yeah, that's kind of an understatement. To put it simply, um, <laughs> there's a guy you get to in a Sora Blade. His name is Curfew. He has a gun. He is basically capable for Marvel vs. Capcom 2, set at four difficulty settings higher than you're actually playing, and he is the end of the game. Now, technically, he's not the end of the game, because of, there's one more guy who, I think, is the Asora Blade. Yeah, uh, the guy
2: a- S. Geist. Yeah. He, he has a sword like Ivy's, As you mentioned earlier, there's another guy with a chain sword. He's the final boss
3: in Asora Blade. Which you and- will never ever meet because you will never ever get more than maybe two thirds of curfew's first bar taken down before he just beams you into oblivion I cheesed so hard with rosemary and it was not enough
2: nope you can't out cheese curfew in fact in my research to try to see hey I'd like to see video of someone beating this guy I found video of someone beating this guy but he had an infinite health cheat on in his game.
3: Yeah, you're going to need that if you want to see the end of this. It's the true end. The end that I settled on was everyone dies to curfew.
2: Yeah, yeah. The real ending is, hey, it's martial law, it's curfew. Better get inside before this guy stabs and shoots you to death with a laser gun. Yeah. And this is where I mentioned at the top where I get fucking angry. Because when I see as GOAT my attacks literally go through this guy. Yeah. There's nothing more frustrating than that. Than being like, this game is broken. I am literally swinging an attack through him. Now, granted, my machine, when I booted it up, was like, hey, uh, the video may not be perfect on this. I'm like, okay, maybe that's a video error. But it just repeatedly, this guy could, def- you know, block in an instant. Tack again in it. Like when you can tell it's computer level reactions, not human level reactions, which obviously that's very hard for any fighting game to emulate, is is to emulate a human's fighting style. I would say the best I've ever seen is in Virtue Fighter 4 uh, when you play in the arcades, and a lot of those uh, fighting styles are based on real arcade players from Japan and stuff like that yeah it's great like you end up fighting you know lion multiple times but he'll be played completely different from the other times you've played him in that you know while this the computer just cheeses the shit out of you repeatedly over and over and over and while you can cheese it back sometimes not when curfew is in effect
3: basically yeah that's pretty much it (laughs) Uh, thankfully, Buster, a lot shorter, you will get through it. it there's not as many stages at all. The mini bosses. I think, the third one you fight. This big thing called Vebel, which is like this weird jellyfish-octopus-diesel-powered organ-vomiting nightmare. Also broken! Yeah, but he's a lot easier to spam. It's a lot easier to spam. Yes, with the ninja,
2: you can literally freak out the computer by just keep throwing ninja stars from far away. He will never block them, and it will take a bit, but he will just die.
3: Yeah, it's nice.
2: Like, he can't, for some reason, won't react if you just spam the fireballs over and over. But he is an unbalanced, sub-boss garbage monster, just like Curfew.
3: And then the final boss, the, the king as he yes, is Yes, the king just some ha- ra- Yeah, just some random old dude, to be perfectly honest. That story made no... Even just trying to piece the story together visually in Buster makes no goddamn sense. You just find some old dude. He turns huge. It's a watered-down version of the Apocalypse fight from uh, X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Yeah. And uh, then, it's, then he gets old and dies. At the end. Yeah,
2: he's just like a giant clipart. Like, it's two fists that are just floating around the screen with no animation and whatnot and i have to say if we didn't mention it already this is a very pretty game
3: yeah it, it, it got, besides it got, that
2: final boss besides king both asura blade and asura buster are beautiful japanese styled you know anime great pixel art smooth very smooth i mean it's 1998 and 2000 if, if you can't get Good animation at that point. What the fuck is going on there?
3: Yeah, it even got better between the two. Like they they kind of made the characters a little smaller, but still about the same pixel count, and they just had more to work with somehow visually. And it looks really good. The backgrounds are all beautifully, beautifully drawn. I like my favorite from I think it was it was Blade that had the one where the the floating islands over the lake, which yes. is reflective. But apparently you're walking on the lake, so I guess it's probably one of those really shallow pool things. Yeah, really but did it did anime. look really cool. Yeah. Uh, there were no
2: reflections of them in the water, I remember taking note of, and being like, well, it's a magic
3: lake, there's no reflections. You know, let's let's just say that, sure. Yeah, or the, <laughs> the hedge garden from Buster, which I think is one of the first levels, at least that I fought in, that I really liked.
2: Yeah, I even like the level where you fight Veble, where it's just like an underground cave with a lake in the background.
3: Yeah, it was. they're all really nice. Like, that's the most boring thing in either game, and yet it still looks really good. If they had just play-tested this a little bit. Yeah, so you could actually see, say, the final level, the first one. I'm, not, I'm never going to live that down. It's it's, it's not happening. It's oh. Fighting games,
2: not really a place we're going to talk about one slug, except, you know, it's the usual. You get to the third guy, the third guy whips your ass. Pretty much. That is fighting game arcade basic mechanics is let them get to the third guy and let the third guy whoop their ass. Yeah. That was the way it seemed to go for me in both games. I get to like the third guy and he might beat me. Though I think in Blade, I got pretty far. Buster, I would get to Veble and he would just destroy me because something I wanted to mention about him, why I think he is just a total broken garbage monster, is when I was fighting him as Goat. Goat is, yes, very overpowered in Blade. Buster, not so much, but he's he's a lot slower. And his attacks do take like a step in a moment a lot of time. His strong attack will take a step and then hit. And he has a power bar, but he only has half a power bar, so he can only do two overpowered attacks, but it doesn't take as much to do a super attack. Bebel has no super bar. But all of his attack is like super laser beam, and the one where like his whole heart pops out of his mouth are fast and do even more damage than goats could ever do. Like It's like really broken in the end. And the only reason you can beat him is because you can cheese him out in the end, which I had to do with goat as well. I had to kind of cheese him out with quick uh low attacks to be able to beat
3: him yeah Uh, one other quick aside one thing i did not realize until reading up on things afterwards there are several characters that look similar between the two games but not all of them are carryovers leon is not lightning even though they both have twin swords and basically the same fighting style yeah and chen mao is not footy basically they carried over some fighting some combat styles but uh Changed characters for them. There are some crossovers, like Z- Zambi is in both. Uh, as you said, goats in both. Taro's the giant suit of armor, which I also had some fun with. I got decently far with him. Yeah, uh, he's
2: neat. He reminds me of uh, Bish- Hakan. Is oh, that his name? Bishamon. No, the the robot. The robot who's a boss in the first Darkstalkers, but is playable in the later ones with the little kid.
3: I want to. I think it begins with a Q. I can't remember his name, but he's
2: the neat-looking, you know, robot guy.
3: Yeah, the the Aztec uh, robot golem thing. I know which one. Yes, Talos
2: about. reminds me a or reminds me a lot of him.
3: Yeah, well, he he comes back uh, plated in gold in the second one, and they sped him up, thankfully. Johnny Five is alive. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, would you recommend this to anyone? I would recommend this to people who want to play
2: all the fighting games. You know, it's not the worst. I think if you have some buddies and some beers, it could be a lot of fun as something new to explore. If you're tired of playing the same old games with the same old characters and you'd like to see something with different, very different, distinct people in it, uh, but easy enough to pick up and start pulling off some crazy moves with, I
3: would. Do you want people to play this game? People- it's fun enough. If nothing else, uh, if you're into Mugen, several of the characters are apparently kind of popular in that scene, so you could find them that way, and that way you don't have to worry about curfew. Are people
2: still betting fake money over there? On oh, that? the bets are still salty. Ah, salty bets still going on. Still mugen in yeah. it up. I always, I always tried to get Mugen games working. I can never get them working on my machines. I should go back to that. One day. I try it again. Because I want to be Fat Albert fighting the high sea guy.
3: Or our buddy uh, Fernandez from Waku Waku 7. <sighs> fighting a killer no. whale. Always bet on killer whale. <laughs> never bet on waifu.
2: Now, I think it is time for us to delve into a more poetic area of the podcast this is
3: video game haikus i have come with a haiku
2: ah yes honorable one bless us with your haiku
3: my haiku is as follows that's not part of the haiku so many fighters spamming is the only way then they gave them guns
2: We got to take away the guns from the fighting games.
3: Exactly. Ban laser automatic weapons.
2: Just stepping away from the machine and letting curfew continue his massacre isn't isn't going to make him go Does away. he
3: even look like the kind of guy who would pass a background check? I
2: mean, come on. That fucking hair, smoking this. C- He's smoking a cigarette, well, for Christ's sake. This yeah. is 2016. Nobody smokes. I'm sorry. I'm then. sorry. I got to bring it back to the center. Yeah. Calm. Haikus. Here's my video game haiku for the combined (laughs) glory of Blade and Buster. Asura is here. Colorful, bright, smooth, weeboo, shiny
3: garbage game. You know weeboo is three syllables, right?
2: It's weeboo in my haiku. Okay. I really wanted to put that word in my IQ.
3: To honor to the, the typo spirits for letting you wedge that in there.
2: Yes. Now is the part where we're going to give some clues for next week's game we're going to review here on We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. Do you have a clue for next week's game?
3: I do. Uh, next week. All I got to say is really just
2: get your ass to it. And all I'm going to say is... Get your ass to it, because that's all I can think of as (laughs) well. Hopefully Ice Cube is in next week's game here on We Talk Games. And hey, if you're listening, you should write us a review on iTunes. Five stars or higher, please. We would greatly appreciate it. You should also follow us on Twitter, at We Talk Games. And also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast.
3: Yeah, give us a little love. You're not paying for this, neither are we. Let's all be cheapskates together. Love
2: conquers all, except... For curfew. Yeah, except for the curfew. Nobody
3: loves curfew. Not even his mother.
2: You know who also doesn't like curfew? Everyone else here at We Talk Games. So for Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmookins, Wiggly, Kyle, Johnny, Capcom, Chris, Nico, Bun. I am Keith the Robo Duke, and we hope... You will join us wherever we're getting our asses to. Next week in the future time.
1: Stroke of midnight as the curfew blow And if they catch you then they will jail you In the city lock up when the curfew blows Hear the curfew blow boy Hear the curfew blow boy In the cold black midnight Hear the curfew blow Boys, They're on my trail, boys In the midnight wind, boys Hear the curfew blow If they catch me My body will hang, boys On the gallows pole, boys On the curfew blows Hear the curfew blow, boys Hear the curfew blow, boy, in the cold black midnight, hear the curfew blow. Hear the curfew blow, boy, hear the curfew blow, boy, in the cold black midnight, hear the curfew blow.